It's August 27, 2006. What from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. August uh, 27, 2006 edition. Um, we were hearing uh, Too Much Junk by the Alley Cats. Uh, a song picked by today's guest. Uh, well, today's a very unusual show, I got to tell you, because, um, yeah, um, we're not at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point with Brother Matt. Instead, we're in Watts Pad, well, shortly Watts Pad, because I'm going to be out of here in a couple blocks away in a couple weeks, or maybe next week. Well, the week I, after I get back, I got to do some more Stooges gigs. Um, but the guest with me today here in my pad is uh old time friend Richard fucking Bonnie. Hey Richard. Hey Michael Watt, what's happening? Glad to have you aboard and you picked that song there. You found something at what, Georgie's old stash or Treasure Trove. Treasure Trove at Georgie's actually I didn't find it. Uh his roommate Kenny found a bunch of old singles in a box that Georgie thought were gone years ago. So we're not gonna tell him, we're gonna sell them on eBay and uh pocket the money. Oops. Oops. I gave you a little crunch there. Yes, Sorry. you did. Anyways, this is Mike, you got to face I know. it. Anyways, um, yeah, these are all Georgie's. Okay. 45s that we found, and there's some really good ones. Some of this stuff has never even been opened or played. Wow. And um, that was one of my favorite bands back in the day. So I'm using an old turntable that hasn't been used for a long time. We don't have the pristine Brother Matt stuff. He took it to Burning Man. He's away <clears throat> burning away. Hopefully he doesn't burn it up there. For Labor Day. And, uh, uh, oh, I should tell you, we started the show off with uh, Trinkle Tinkle, John Coltrane with Thelonious Monk. Some good stuff like that, which I'm always digging. Uh, so, uh, yeah, his his buddy found him. Huh? Georgie's not even aware you got this. No, Georgie has no idea that we have these. Yeah, Kenny Landon. Okay. Got to give a shout-out to Kenny because... Uh, He's got a few more too that I have to still have to go through. But yeah, this is stuff I haven't seen in since shit since 17th Street. Yeah, days I think. 17th Street is this pad that Georgie lived in um, across from the high school and right. where the reactionaries and Minutemen started. started right, a lot of the lot shed of in the back. The shed in the back, plenty of kids. yeah. Now, uh, yeah, we should talk about that because Georgie. I mean, I, me and D Boone knew him in high school. He's a very popular cat. Uh, Especially with the boys. <laughs> no, just kidding, Georgie. Just kidding. But he's Georgie. a surfer, uh, a popular guy like this. And, uh, and like, an all-around nice guy. But uh, me and D. Boone, kind of weird fringe type. <laughs> You're a couple years behind us? Yes, two years. Two years. All two right. years. Because I meet you at the... Uh, Haas. At the Haas, which isn't, too, what, a block and a half from here? A block and a half from here. Not even. Half yeah, a block, right. if you count the property. Right. The San Pedro Peninsula Hospital, which is called Little Company of Mary now. I think so, yes. Yeah. Some Catholic yeah. people. But in those it. days, it was a doctor's hospital, and I uh, was a pot and pan boy, and then you came into the kitchen. I walked into, actually, I walked into the locker room, and you were asleep on the floor with <laughs> books. And I asked, who's, who's that dude? Who's the, homeless guy? who's the homeless guy? And, I think it was Chuck Worley or one of those guys, Walter, said, that's Watt. Don't wake him up yet. <laughs> <laughs> you were number three, and I was number four. Yeah, we had different stations. Numbers. We were numbers. First, we'd do the line to put the chow in. Then we'd do a line to, like, scrape the dishes and wash them off. Yeah. 
It was a comedy of errors. Yeah. It was right. fun, though. A lot of, you know, working with your friends. Dana. Dana. Remember yeah. him? Yeah, he's still there. Really? I, I'm positive of it. I mean, this is many moons many, ago. Many, many. 70s, <laughs> 76, 16. Yeah, because you, I think you, you were just starting. 76 is when I graduated Yeah, high you were school. starting your first year at Long Beach State, because that's right. when you had your books, and you'd come in in the morning and do your work and fall asleep. Because <laughs> you worked like, what, three jobs, three jobs. something like that? And man, I remember the hospital was kind of econo. Like oh, yeah. when I first started there, it was a dollar twenty an hour. Unbelievable. Huh? I know. I bring home checks like <laughs> seventy eight bucks for the week. <laughs> just then things to... were more econo. Yeah. Well, medicinals. Medicinals. You know. So, Georgie, right? Georgie. You got, now you know me from the hospital. Yes. But then uh, the band thing. The band thing. I knew Georgie. I knew Georgie actually from. Um, a friend of mine who lived by him, and I was I was lived all the way across town, which in those when you're 12, that's like light years away. <laughs> um, and I went to visit my friend on 21st Street. Georgie lived on 22nd, and that's how I met the Hurleys. And um, so, as when I started junior high, you know, of course they were already there, but I didn't hang out with Georgie. I hung out with his little brother Stinky, because you know, like two years when you're 13 is like a whole generation away it seems like you know you don't want to hang out with a 12 year old when you're 14 so um but you know georgie was cool you know he always you know you know he 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 wasn't you know an ass or anything like you know older kids were so uh but then uh you know once high school came around and we all just started hanging out and drinking keggers and the hurley brothers got the house on 17th street after their mom uh remarried so it was a cool little place to fucking sneak off to remember the sign on the Shed said Olympic bonging team. Bonging team, team yeah. <laughs> I never made that team. I didn't have the lungs. Didn't have the lungs for it. But, like, uh, you, what, what's the story? This, like, you guys got to clear out? Or yeah. Oh, oh, the story of, of the... Re- this, this is uh, before anything, actually. This is... I, I, I'd already vaguely knew Watt from the host, like I said. You know, just, hey, what's up? I don't even think we knew each other's names. Just what, what's happened. We knew our numbers. I don't think you knew I was a bass player. No, I had no clue. But anyways, me, um, I think it was a buddy of mine, Mark, and uh, Stinky were back in the shed. And we had like a little keg of beer, and we're just drinking. And door opens, Georgie says, "Uh, you guys got to clear out. And I got two guys coming over here to play with me. And Georgie had not even been a drummer that long. Within a year, not even a full year, had he had, had a drum set. And, um, he was a surfer, right? He right, went to yeah. Hawaii a couple times and got sick of it. Yeah, yeah. He just got sick of the whole scene of that at that time. And uh, anyways, he says these two guys are coming over to play with me, you know. And, and we're like, yeah, right. Anyways, he goes, really, you got to leave. Well, as usual, we didn't listen to him, and he was too nice to like yell at us or throw stuff or hit us. So you know, he basically just would give up. Anyways, door opens. Here uh, bounces in D Boone, Mike Watt tagging along behind him. D Boone, Gregorius as ever. Hey boys, what's up? Oh, you got beer. Oh, you got weed. You know, because we had told Georgie. Yeah, we had told Georgie too. We go. We We got we got weed and beer. What do they got? You know, like we trump them. (laughs) They got a base. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, D Boone's just you know jolly as he always was till. Forever and you know Mike is, is that little, the first time you met him. That's the first time I met D Boone ever. 
I knew his brother though from the Haas, Joe. Joe Boone. I right. didn't know D. And uh, little brother. And like I said, I knew Watt vaguely. You know what I mean? And I looked at him when he came to the door. I looked at him. Like I said, Watt, little skittish, little little shy. Kind of like looked at us like, oh shit, I got to play in front of these guys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I go, hey dude. Don't you work at the hospital? He goes, yeah, I do. Hey, you, so do you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was the connection with me and Watt, the formal introduction there in Georgie's shed. And uh, like I said, I, I think you guys played like uh, reggae, like <laughs> reggae riffs. I remember that. Because I I, everybody did at that time. You know what I mean? Well, like, we went to see Bob Marley. <clears throat> yeah, well, I was there at that show too. Yeah, with- Marley at the Pally Pavilion. Yeah, and Martin. Yeah, I went with Paul Anderson, me and Paul Anderson. Yeah, Bob Marley and the Whalers. Yeah, but so, so everybody was into that riff because it was simple. You know, what I mean? it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. simple riff, you know, and you guys weren't, you know, I don't know if you called yourself a musician then, but, you know, no. hey, you're, bra- you're brave enough to do it. You know what I mean? So Trying. Yeah, you're trying. <laughs> we were <laughs> drinking. <laughs> we, you were trying and we were drinking. And, and, uh, and then we got Martin aboard, and that became the reactionaries. And that became the reactionaries, and then we were banned from the shed. <laughs> <laughs> we were shedless, so we had to go under the house. We got banished to under the house. That's where the bonging team started. <clears throat> like I said, I was never good enough for the bonging team. And then team. the first gigs were at the Suburban Lawns. First gigs. As a matter of fact, that last song you heard, Too Much Junk, by the Alley Cats, which was a Lomita, California band, which is a, a city and a half away from us um that's where they were from and um that's like besides like listening to you know mainstream rock la radio or going to see like fog hat or blizzard cole or aerosmith or wh- whoever we saw at long beach arena that week that's some of the first real live music like with three bands like an actual show besides like you know going to Hollywood in our in our area that we that we saw live like regularly those bands yeah the lawns had a Lons practice studios. pad in Long Beach right in West Long Beach and uh I mean that 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 for me like really changed that really opened up my eyes to like a whole new world you know just you know everybody has a story about you know how you discovered punk or how you discovered bluegrass whatever music you you're into for me, Suburban Lawn Studios was the place because it was just so, it was new. Nothing like I'd ever seen before, you know, the people, the music. But then again, it wasn't so new because you saw people you knew there, you know? So, yeah. And, and you saw your friends playing. So it wasn't like, a, you didn't feel like an outsider. You know what I mean? You could walk in with, you know, cut off jeans and, you know, some sandals. <laughs> or Freddie Camacho brought his mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was like going to someone's house party, you know. So that, that was cool, man. That was cool. That, that's how. Because a lot of Pedro dudes didn't know what punk was. They'd never been to Hollywood. They never. They went to Hollywood, but they went to see like uh, like the up and coming metal bands at yeah, the time. But, but it wasn't like even the called metal then. No, no, no. You kidding me? Even I was like leery to go to the mask. You know what I mean? I can remember the first thing going to the mask going, am I going to get knifed? And I'm from Pedro. You know what I mean? I'm from like Barton Hill, man. I'm like thinking, wow, I'm out of my element here. But no, it was it was cool, you know? It was just people like discovering new. And then we end up playing in Pedro as the reactionaries with Black Flag. And it's their second gig in our... Right, right, actually, right. Actually, that's before the Lawns gigs. That was before Lawns gigs. Yeah. You did... You Actually, didn't reactionaries did kind of do a lot of like gigs like... Well, house parties Backyard too. Backyard keggers. But um, 
Flag kind of really like gave you that boost, you know. Right, and it was their second gig as our first gig, and it was at that Team Post on uh, Team Post, two blocks from Mesa. my from my house. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Oh, getting back to Alley Cats, they played that gig too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if you if you watch the DVD documentary, what um, tells the what? story we of Jamie that, Cano. that? Yeah, we Jamie Cono. He tells the story of that Team Post gig, and Randy. The guitar player was taking money at the door, and it was like three bucks, huh? Like yeah. Three bucks for, for like four, six bands. Yeah, five or six bands, you know? Descendants' first gig. And I remember me and my some neighborhood guys were going in, and we had just paid, and we're still kind of at the door. And these three, like, homeboys from my neighborhood, you know, doing a little investigating, came to the door, and, they, and you know, Randy just figured... Because they were like Mexican punkers from the very beginning, you know what I mean? East yeah. L.A., you know, like the Vex and even Hollywood. So, you know, Randy, you know, he's, he wasn't jaded. He wasn't, he was from Lamita. He knew what Vatos were. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he said, like, that'll be three bucks. And the guy pulled a knife out and stuck it to his throat. And he goes, you, what was that? And he goes, oh, nothing. Go right in, you know. <laughs> it's like. And then uh, the cops end up locking us in. Yeah. Because the neighborhood, people start writing on the walls. Right. People, you know, people thought, well, we're in the hood, so, well, whatever. Yeah, I, I never got that mentality of destroying Stupid. things, you know. And, uh, yeah, it led to a lot of problems. It did, it did. <laughs> it, it ruined a lot of things, you know, a and, lot. Yeah, because later on, uh, D. Boone got the Star Theater going. Right. Which was a few blocks from there. Actually, yeah, like a block and, away. Uh, I think Duce. Started some trouble at that liquor store. A block at King's away. Liquor, and yeah. He came in and just beat King's everybody liquor. up. Yep, it was it was owned by a black family. It was, and uh, I remember Duce made a couple of little racial remarks, you know, and he was barrage. Yeah, they didn't take a nice kind guy. of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was he was drunk and he was in Pedro, and he figured <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's where we meet Dirk. Tragic oh, I comedy played Star Theater. Oh, I didn't know you met Dirk there. I didn't yeah. know. It was that star. Yeah, that was Jimmy Jimmy Mack. Jimmy Mack's studio. Uh, he had a studio. dance thing. He had a dance bone studio. Bone the Moms. Yep. <laughs> ballet. Ballet. Teach little the girls dancing and Bone the Moms. <laughs> elementary ballet in the day. Punk rock at night, man. Shit. Right. He was called Jimmy Smack. J- Jimmy Smack after the five. the bagpipes. After and five. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was a trip. That building's gone. They raised it. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's actually like a, it's a printing company now or a sign company now. It was a Smart and Final. Oh no, you're no, right. It's gone. It's gone. Smart and Final's next door. It's gone. You're right. What? It is gone. It was a Christian thing for a little while. Solid yeah. rock or something. Give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your money. We'll pray for you. So that kind of ended the reactionaries. We yeah. <laughs> stopped and became Minutemen later. Yeah. Yeah. And but, you know as you know as. A lot of you well know Georgie went on to Hey Taxi, bigger and better humps with Hey that Taxi. Is, his, uh, is that record here? I, you know what? I think I think there is a Hey Taxi in here. Remember they made a single, um, even before the Minutemen. And um, but yeah, Georgie, Georgie went, and you know George, that band played a lot. I can remember going to see a lot of those gigs before. Yeah, because I remember you left the Hosp, so I really didn't see you too much. For some reason, I saw D. Where was D living at at the time? I just see D 19th? A lot. That's where yeah. we started. Right. And I just go by D's pad on my bike. And uh, But you, were, like I said, you were going to school. I don't even know if you started your job yet. I was at working Edison. at... No. Had you? Um, or are you still going to Long Beach? I was... Uh, 
at the parking lot. Oh, I used to go visit Cabana. you there on my bike. That's Remember? Right. That's where I meet the Roland sisters. Yep. They're I like sp- the first girl punk rockers in Bedro. Yeah, me and Stinky. Still to, in the seventies. Right. Me and Stinky used to bring you puck and stuff and right. and dogs. <laughs> yeah. Right, pup and taco. Thoughty yeah. worked there. Yeah, like twenty tacos. Centers. Yeah, twenty tacos for two bucks or something. Cents. Yeah. God. <laughs> Talk about slide right through, man. God damn. <laughs> Yeah. I know, I know, and or D. Remember, D worked at Jack in the Box, and we. Me too. Yeah. Well, I then I went from Jack to the parking lot, and that's where he met Nanny. Right, Nanny right, right. Worked at Jack, and Lisa Rowland worked at the parking lot, and they both talked about these two weird punk dudes. <laughs> they didn't know that we knew each other. <laughs> they know we were a band or anything, and it tripped him out because each had stories about the weird punk. Because there's hardly any punk. There rockers. was hardly any punk rock. So they uh, they each had a punk rock weirdo at their uh-huh. work, and they didn't. Show <laughs> they were comparing weirdos. They didn't know the weirdos were like. We went way back. We were weird way back. Yep, they came as a package deal. <laughs> Real weird. Yeah, man. Those are, those are some trippy days, man. <laughs> and Deeb worked at Jack the Box on Western, I remember, and he used to, he used to throw like a whole, he used to give us like a whole bag of fries. Not yeah, like. Yeah, well, sometimes he'd work that store there. Yeah, like, like 2 30 a.m., he'd give us a whole bag of fries. And like, I mean, as much as fast, you like fast food, you can't eat like all that. You Crap. never know how much grease is in fries until you get a, a complete bag <laughs> filled to the brim, a big bag. Not the little fries yeah, bag, I know. the huge sack. sack. <laughs> we'd get like halfway home, we'd chuck it out, man. <laughs> oh, the main one was salty. the Gaffey and Sixth Street. That's right, where we worked. Right, there. right. And me and him did graveyards. And then I went over to the thing, and then I got him hired over there at the parking lot. And that's where he got the pneumonia. Because oh, the window yeah. got broke by a rock, and he conked out. He had graveyard. <laughs> Actually, he got the pneumonia from me. I had it first, and he was weakened by conking out. We'd all we'd always go down there and get him high and stuff, you know, D. And like he he's like, so we'd be riding up on our bicycles because like we, we none of us had cars, or we'd like find somebody for a ride, and we'd see D and the the, the uh, what do you call it the um, moisture from his mouth was yeah. on the window because he'd be leaning up against the window on that <laughs> no. stool. Yeah, and it'd right. be like Fogged all foggy. <laughs> Once I'd be all foggy with his head leaning up against that, we'd knock on it. D, what, what? That'll be. One time he goes, that'll be. Thought somebody's pulling out at 2 a.m. or something. I remember Pedro dudes, though, even though they didn't know about the scene and stuff, they went to gigs. Remember um, that public image gig when he, Johnny Rotten first played uh, Adam Barnstop? He had broken his leg. Oh, Adam Belsey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was insane, uh, man. Yeah, he yeah, stomped his cast off. A lot of hallucinogenics involved in that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete. Remember, we'd play those records. I remember you'd go by the 17th Street house and you see a little blue light in the window, and the dudes would be like staring at the test <laughs> pattern. <laughs> that was such the strangest pad, man. Like the seven or eight guys yeah. just glued to the test pattern, their minds all <laughs> the way know. chemical open. Either everybody would talk at once or nobody would talk. <laughs> you know? Stare at each other, stare at Lint. Here, we should play some music. Okay, what do you, I'm going to play. Some, got, what do you want to play? You going to play well, something? I got some Hoosker. I got right, some Hoosker. I got some stuff here. Tagged up. All Who, right, Watt from Pedro's show. Cold hands, 
edge of town I wanna read your mind and know just what I've got in this new thing I've found So tell me what I see of our love God have mercy on the woman who doubts what she's sure Choose your own 
from Pedro show that was some um, Husker from the old days kicking it old school uh, Huskers yeah, on uh, New Alliance Records me and D. Boone and Martin Tamburovich's label I think it was it's the second record the first one we put out was their album uh, Land Speed record right and it was what it was number 005 on the New Alliance catalog yeah and I oh Maybe that that one's a 05? I think so. I th- wow. I'm pretty sure it was 005. Because I thought that came after. And I think uh, Lance B. record was 007. Let's see here. Um, look on there. I you think got it, it says on there. It says 010. 010? CG? Oh, no, there's another one, though. It's 005, I think. Not Husker. Not Husker. Well, it's no. somebody on New Alliance. <laughs> yeah, it's 005. Course, it's got to be somebody. It's someone. <laughs> Something. <laughs> It's got to be someone. Remember, 001 was Cracks in the Sidewalk, and 003 was Chunks. 002, I think, is Slivers. I don't know. My memory. Anyway, let's get back to the Descendants. Oh, it was what? The Fatty? Fatty. Fatty EP. That's five, zero, zero, five. Okay. Dewiener Schnitzel. Tribute to Dewiener Schnitzel. Yeah. I like food. Yeah. My dad sucks. (laughs) (laughs) We got to play one of those. Yeah. 
But uh, let's talk about what we did just play. Um, that was Who's Could Do in a Free Land. Um, I think it was their second single because they put something out before they did Land Speed Record on their own label. Uh, statues. I, I remember when I first heard that, I thought it was some Italian dude going, Statue. <laughs> like right tell, at the end, there's Statue. Yeah. Tell statue. them a story about how you hooked statue. up with Hooskers. Well, they Hooskers... opened up for Black Flag. Right, right. And they gave Flag a tape of this gig they did at the 7th Street Entry in uh, Minneapolis. And uh, and gig kind of slid it to you guys. Or? That's right. And we thought it was like Blue Oyster called All Fast. I <laughs> 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 mean, we going, yeah, we'll put it out. We. Talk to Bob, Grant, Greg on the phone all the time. I mean, the old days was so much about... And here they were from Minneapolis. We knew hiding our hair, but just through music. Yeah. Became good friends. And there was, was, there was no email or, inter, no. you know what I mean, internet no. or, you know what I mean? I remember the first tours, all with Dukowski's phone book. <laughs> that little I remember, phone book. Yeah. Everything was from the phone. But uh, the friends, and same with the Meat Puppets. I saw them in the L.A. Press Club. I told Greg and Chuck about them and... It's weird how the connections were made. Yeah, but it was all about it. It was people and friends. It was all about word of mouth, going to going to towns, yeah. pulling up in the van, not being afraid, meeting people. Yeah. You had cassettes. You had, there was no CDs. Yeah. It was all cassettes. You cassettes. know, singles. Mostly cassettes though, because mostly be, cassettes. Everybody... And what a lot of dudes would do is put a lot of songs on there, right? So you could check out a bunch of bands. Here's the ones I like. Whoa, is this yeah. what you're hearing? And then of course the fanzines. Fanzines That's one thing wrote, where that, you could actually read about stuff that was made sense in your life. Not Rolling Stone. Well, there was no spin yet, but Rolling Stone made yeah, no Yeah, because they sense. weren't journalists. They were dudes just like you. Yeah. you know I mean, they, I mean right. uh, I'm sure a lot of journal, journalists came out of that. but No, but a lot of fanzines, dudes were in the bands. Right, right, right. Totally. Because there was no other the way to get The Touch and Go guy uh, yeah. was uh, Tesco V, and he had a band called The Meat Man. But anyway, uh, let's get to the songs. Uh, I played, uh, well, you chose Husker Du. Yes. From the New Alliance single. And uh, before that, we had uh, somebody from Australia named Angie Hart with a tune called My Thief. And before that, another Australian, uh, El May, with uh, Brilliant Disguise. We used to be a side mouse for Ben Lee and on a solo thing now in Nashville uh, getting something going and uh, before that was oh yeah something I found uh, Yummy Yummy and a song called I Am Right and we started off with uh, Brendan Benson with Cold Hands Warm Heart I saw Brendan he was doing Side Mouse for uh, Jack White all Reconteurs? Reconteurs, right. They went on before us in Holland. Dutch Dude Carlos took me to the Van Gogh Museum. I saw this righteous Japanese. You've never been there? You've never been yeah, there? Yeah, I Van have, Go? but they had a special exhibition. Because oh. he got really uh, affected deeply by this Japanese art his brother Theo brought. And he started painting. Uh-huh. Uh, after these little drawings, he found like they were lids of boxes and stuff, but it like, <laughs> blew his mind, so he started... Spinson was like a big fan of art. He got into a lot of different styles, even uh -huh. though he just painted in his last 10 years of his life. No kidding. It was uh, wild. And so this was heavy on, and I guess there was some art show in, in Paris. They brought all this stuff from Japan. And the 
late 1850s or something. And so that's what this exhibition was about. Of course, uh, it's in the newer part, this round extension of the Van Gogh. In the uh, older part, they've got his stuff. And to see his work, you know, the paint, the permanent stuff. Yeah. It's so, remember they brought it to LACMA? Yeah, I there saw it there. There was a tour of that? I've never, I never been to Europe, so I, I, but that's one of the, probably the first places I'd like to go. Right. And then uh, next door to the Van Gogh in Amsterdam is the State Leisure Museum. Is that the and, new uh, one? Is that, is well, that they're redoing one? it. So that's moved to some post office, and Carlos took me there on a tram, and there's a bunch of anarchists start from the 60s. So no I got to spend all day with the Carlos, and then we Carlos played a gig. It was maybe an outside, an hour outside of Amsterdam in this reclaimed land. What what Holland does is they pump the water out. Right, Holland right. actually grows. Exactly, yeah. Like like our harbor. Right. They they <laughs> they make land. Landfill. Landfill. So uh, this thing called the Lowlands Festival and the, uh, the raconteurs raconteurs played before us and that cat Brendan was playing. He's an intense music. The the drum and bass is from uh, the Greenhorns, a Cincinnati band I've played with, and then Jack, you know, five from, piece uh, or what? Five piece band. Four? Yeah. Uh, there's a keyboard guy named Dean, too. Oh, okay. And uh, a good gig. And uh, we went on, and I finally, I mean, Iggy's hit me a lot of times, okay? Tackled <laughs> me. And, but for the first time, I went down. Uh, he yeah, blindsided you, me, a little me, doll. Yeah, me on the and phone about Luckily, that, yeah. he uh, hit me up high, so the knees weren't endangered. <laughs> and I timbered over. But look, I did not quit playing. I was on the deck, left a huge sweaty pool. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept jamming away, and uh, after the gig, uh, he asked me if I was all right, and I said, "Yeah, don't worry." Is he a light dude? I mean, yeah, it... uh, he's built good. Well, I know he's but a he little. Doesn't have a lot of stature. The, t- the few times I stood stood by him, he's a little man, but well, he's he, he's is a lot of he's, persona. He's got some. He's got some definition as totally. old as he is. You know, I mean, you know, I mean. People look at these older pictures of him where he's got zero body fat, and he still does. But you know, as you get older, the skin begins to sag a little. But still, he still looks like he works out in the gym. Like he don't though. He every, does I know yoga. Na- uh, yoga. Yeah, he says, "Mike, I hate that gym look." Well, he look. He looks you know, like, like the dudes I like know, hang out of Cali like beaches. You know what I mean? Well, he's kind of close to that uh, South Beach. Yeah, he's not in South Beach. He's in Little Haiti, but he's in Miami, and that's where I went. A couple weeks ago, just me and him in his little pad in Miami. He rented me a kayak, so in the mornings I'd pop up early. And like I said, it's in the little Haiti part, and there's a river called the Little River. As and I, I say, got to paddle. Canals and rivers around Well, there? there's a lock before it goes to the sea. He also took me to Miami Beach. He goes, Mike, you ever wear shorts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's go swim. This is where I come to, you know. Yeah. You know, get... Uh, centered, you know. Yeah, and, and we're up there, and their beach is much different than the Cali ones. It's oh real, yeah, um, me and Georgie spent like oh yeah, uh, one tour. We were in St. Right. Petersburg. That's and, right. But this is on the that's yeah, the Gulf that's side. The Gulf this side, is the Atlantic still, side. Their beach really are green water, very fine white, white sand, soft. Yeah, and very warm water. Yeah, on the Gulf right. side, you got to watch out for those um, stingrays or whatever they are Ooh. with the barbs on yeah, the tails. Yeah, Ray. You kind of have or to skate. shuffle your feet. You can't step. You got to shuffle. Well, here in the little river, there's iguanas swimming around. Really? Yeah, big old green. No guys. gates. No gators. No, I didn't see any gators. Uh, Saw that. these birds called muscovies. They're kind of a duck with red growth, like a vulture. Uh, on their I face. remember those. I remember right, those. Right, right, and a lot of wild parrot. Yeah. Uh, some uh, terrapin, big turtles. You remember your experience with the gate? Oh yeah. Shell gas station. 
<laughs> yeah. I remember the first time you guys, Minutemen, took me to Florida, and we were in southern. We were in southern Florida, and uh, Steve Boone kept threatening that he was going to put it out because there were signs. Remember, we'd go to yeah. campsites at night to rest, you know, yeah. and there were signs like "Don't get out of your car at night," you know, "Beware like alligators." And I remember D like got like dunked some paper bag and he pretended like it was an alligator and threw it in the van. Man, I freaked. <laughs> Freaked out. He was good for that. Yeah, we. uh... Georgie too. Georgie had a scare with me and him when we were heading to St. Petersburg in his van one time, and some lady was like throwing food, and Georgie was telling her, "Hey, you think that's you know George Good Samaritan? You think that's you know safe?" And all of a sudden, hear the thrash and like. Georgie jumped out of his shoes, man. I was already... Well, Scotty told me a couple people got attacked by because uh, mating season and the guy ones get aggressive and taking out old ladies working in their yards. Kids, Kids or have been known a, to be a jogger taken. lady. Oh, I heard about guy, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Told me like five people in the last couple months because he lives in Sarasota. Oh, really? Of the year. Yeah. What a bizarre way to go. Getting chomped. Chomped. Because they take you... Not even really eaten. No, they take yeah, you down right. and they... Drown you, your you, ass. you ferment. You rot. So they... You smell. They like the smell. <laughs> Aged. <laughs> Aged. Aged. Aged human. Aged people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they were there first. I think yeah. we got to make some room for them, not kill them all just off. Just like the stupid shows when animals attack. No, it's just be when stupid people go around wild animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you hear about Bosa Chica? They, that earth dam, they blew. 104 years. And no now kidding? there's going to be wetlands. They say 82 species are going to come back. Finally. And some more Fram, you know, to yeah. filter out the runoff. Yeah. Well, you can't have a total cement world, man. No way. Well, they're lucky that that hasn't been all destroyed by all those the oil companies for all those hundred years. <laughs> when you see pictures of Huntington, what about this BP line in Alaska? They said they had a heads up four years ago. Yeah, and they also already were predicting the four dollar gas. And you know what? Oh, what? That changes hourly. Oh, some guy sneezed on a on a rig out in the Gulf. I think the gas has to go up five cents. Up. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Remember when we were young? Twenty five cent. Yeah. Well, I remember sitting in line for gas. I didn't have a car. Oh, seventies. But people would pay me to sit in their car overnight. Remember the gas right, ration? Right. OPEC. Yeah. OPEC. O- ration like seventy five. Yeah, yeah, OPEX. I got paid uh, five bucks and a six pack of beer to sit in the guy's van <laughs> on First Street. So he went. Yeah, we slept. were talking about the old jobs, man. Things were econo. Oh, I know. In those days. So anyway, I got to see Carlos, and we played this Lowland Festival, and I went down. And uh, but before that, I got to play two new lands for me because oh, I really? played Holland now for twenty years, right? Which one? Slovakia. Slovakia and Hungary. You never did Hungary, huh? Never. Not even with Firehose or Minutemen, no. huh? No. So I played Budapest in a town called uh, Priestini. What do you got left in the Eastern Bloc? Any? A lot more. Well, lot more. now that it's, it's all divided, but yeah, still. But, I mean, a lot more. A lot more. And uh, this trip here, though, I'm going to Basque Country. You've done that before, though. Victoria Gassias. In fact, the same festival as Ken. Oh, really? Yeah, two years ago when the Cramps played with us. And they were great. And then the other gig is uh, Milano. In oh, Italy, uh, and I played there many done, times. You've done Milano, but first time for these—it's uh, first time for the Stooges in Milano. Iggy's and, Iggy's pretty huge in Europe, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, oh, I mean yeah. he's big here, but I mean, I, I you know lots of bands like they, you know, like Sonics. Look at Sonics—they were 
they were like unheard of here, especially on the West Coast. But oh, in yeah. Europe, I could remember, you know, they come here and they'd play uh, American Legion Hall or, or Anti Club. You know, I got to see them when I practiced. Oh, yeah, after the two days with Iggy. Uh-huh. Just getting the new songs, all 15 of the ones we're going to record in October, which was so great, man. Him note yeah. by note, you know, it has me pit using a pick on a lot of the tunes. Oh, does he? Then we flew to Ann Arbor and did six days with Scotty, with, with and, Ronnie. Scotty and Ronnie. So all four of us. Yeah. And, man, I was so nervous. And I have this nightmare where I wake up and this gravestone says, fucked up a Stooges album. Is, <laughs> is it weird? Is it weird? I mean, after all these years of, you know, you're so hands-on, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's, it's always like your project. Is it kind of yeah. weird working for it? Yeah. Working for somebody. Well, we'll get to that next hour because we're right. at the end of hour one. Waffle Peter Show, August 27, 2006 editions. Hold tight for hour two. August 27, 2006. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
from Pedro show that was some reactionaries <laughs> with the song called 1979 from 1979 um, before that uh, we had the plugs that's something you picked Richard yes sir mindless contentment from their uh, slash 7 inch courtesy of Georgie's collection. Yeah, right. In the Georgie collection. The Georgie collection. Um, before that, we had uh, Spreckensy Bebop by the Atomic Sherpas, Vince Maroney's band, a guy who played drums in uh, Para Pliers and the crew of the Flying Saucer for me. I saw him last night. I did this trippy gig last night in uh, Sierra Madre. Uh, Mario from Fatso Jetson. Uh, has a restaurant called 322 Cafe, and this cat named Chris Murphy, a violinist, had a drummer named Craig, and asked me to come in and just jam songs. So it wasn't that same pad you did before when I went with you with Dose? That's down the street. That's like That's a bar, the Buccaneer. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's different this is more place. of a restaurant. Huh. And uh, it was a pants shitter for me, you know, scary gig, because... Uh, yeah, I never even played with these guys. Well, I did record a couple songs for Chris when he came to the studio. And he asked me to do this, but uh, I couldn't shirk. And it was three 40-minute uh, sets, 45-minute sets, and a lot of folks there. And I don't think I looked up once. You just bended in fact, right I into was, it? <laughs> I was so <laughs> stiff, man. Uh, so fearful that I held all this stress in, and my knee got all swollen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just standing in my neck and shoulders. One of these nights you're going to freeze up like the Tin Man, dude. Totally. You're going to have to bring some oil over. (laughs) He'll knock me down big time. Timber. So uh, anyway, Vince Maroney was there and he gave me this uh, Atomic Sherpas, this new band. Well, maybe not a new band, but a band he's in. And I guess that's something live they did. 
And uh, we started off the second hour with something you picked uh, from Black Betty called Ram Jam. Ram Jam. <laughs> Some 70s. 70s. 70s that's, rock. Yeah, that right. was a jam. That was a jam. That's a fucking jam. Uh, get, getting back to the reactionaries. That uh, Team Post gig was the first one. Do you yeah. remember how we got the gig? We went to that the first time the Clash played here, and they, uh, they were handing out flyers in the parking lot. Right, I remember. We George- couldn't believe there was a Pedro, a, a punk gig was going to happen in Pedro, and they couldn't believe there was a punk band yeah. from Pedro, so they just asked us to open. I remember George was all jazzed like the day or two after. I saw him after, after you guys hooked up with Flag, and he goes, we're playing. I go, like a real gig? Yeah, a real gig, like a... You know, no one's backyard, you know. and <laughs> No kegger. Because at the team, and I swear, I didn't believe him. I actually, I don't think the guys in my neighborhood actually believed it until we walked up to the door, you know. Because, like I said, man, it was Long Beach Arena or there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, you know, that was like the transition. So, so. uh what did you think of the reactionaries when you saw them? Reactionaries? I mean, basically, it's the Minutemen with Martin Tamburovich right. singing. But much different music. Oh, way different. Way yeah, different. We hadn't really gotten to the wire pop group influence guys, yet. I, like I said, I, was, I, was, I, I could say that I was there the first time you guys all played together, just the three of you as yeah. reactionaries. So it was like almost like baby steps. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just watching the transition. Like I said, you guys like jammed a little reggae riff. And, right. And but then, what about that gig? I mean, that's the, our the first gig. time me and D. Boone ever uh, really wrote songs. I wrote most of them, and the they gig. were terrible. <laughs> well, and as usual, you look nervous as hell. I do remember that. I remember somebody commenting like, what's wrong with Watt? Or, there was a Lawns gig where I actually passed out. Well, yeah, I but broke I think, my head stuck. Yeah, but I think a few people passed out from the heat <laughs> in that place, man. And s- that place was hot. It was hot sweaty, inside sweaty there. Sweaty pit. Schwitz. It was cool. But, but anyway, the reactionaries, yeah. what was your take on my, it? My take on the reactionaries was like, these guys have the fucking cojones to get up there and do it. You know what I mean? I mean, I was just, it was, it was almost like, yeah, like somebody we know is actually playing like live music in front of a crowd of people that they don't know. You know what I mean? Something new. There actually wasn't a lot of Pedro guys at that gig. No. I... I <laughs> I think the guys who walked in with me were the only ones. Me, like Tehran, and you a know, lot of people came a from Hollywood and the other towns. That's what we tripped on was the people, the Hollywood people, the L.A. people that well, came Randy down. Well, Randy was really from the Alley Cats was really good about flyers. Yeah, Remember he would always be he, out with the flyers, and same with the flag guys. Yeah, flag guys were Keith always there. Keith was a singer then. That's right. That's right. And I think it was the Descendants' first gig, and Billy was like fifteen. Yeah. He broke his shoulder. He was in some kind smelled of Smelled like fish. Yeah. Remember Billy used to smell like fish? Because Frank, he worked, too. Frank yeah. had the boots on. Because he worked on the, the fishing, boots. the charter boats out of uh, King Harbor. Oh, yeah. man. Billy, right. I think, still smells like fish. That was trippy about Hollywood people. They thought just because we were South Bay that we had a lot to do with Hermosa Beach and Redondo Beach. We had nothing to nothing. do with it. Nothing. Nothing. They didn't know. And the they, L.A. people, we're uh, Southern California, so balkanized, people don't know the other towns. No, they don't. They I don't. remember most dudes, Pedro, remember I spray-painted Pedro on my base? Yeah. And dudes thought my name was Pedro. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, like, they only knew the town by this name on the freeway. Exactly. So nobody even been here. Well, you got to have, no one drives through this town. Well, so. the freeway ends yeah. here. <laughs> All roads end in Pedro. But yeah, they... They had no clue. They thought, they, for all they knew, it was going to be a bunch of longshoremen or a bunch of fishermen, you know what I mean? With, you know, playing Croatian folk songs. Who knew? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
So, um, you didn't find a hate taxi single, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. All right. So what happens one. is the reactionaries, D Boone kind of broke up the band. No more. In fact, there was a, a one of those Long Beach gigs. Todd Apperson. We had two guitars. You remember I, that? I, I went to that gig. Todd Apperson. That's the one where I passed out. And that's when the Orange County punks were spitting. And Mario and Mario got mad. A friend of ours, Mario, yeah, got so Mario mad Lopez. because he had no concept of the spitting thing. As soon as he saw him spitting at D Boone, he like clotheslined the guy and said, "Don't spit it. on my friend," you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> he just figured the guy didn't like D personally and <laughs> spit on him. Yeah. So uh, D Boone kind of broke up the band, and uh, Georgie goes joins a Hollywood band called Hey Taxi. Yeah, and you know, I still. How did he join I, them? I, you know what? Was it an ad in the recycler or something? I think it was an ad, and then it was word of mouth. I think somebody said, like, told him, and then he answered the ad. I think he'd already seen the ad, and then somebody else told him. Because he Georgie went to a was game. dead. He wanted to play. Georgie really. He got the music bug. So he really got into it. He went and searched another band, and D. Boone said to me, wait, man, we'll make another band. But yeah. We'll let this die down. Yeah. And so we go let and the start frenzy the Minuteman. Yeah. <laughs> We start the Minuteman with a welder named Frank Tanchi. I had breakfast with Frank yesterday at right. the diner. Does he go out with the Georgie's sister? Not anymore. Oh, no, no more? No. They he did for a while. Strictly Longshoreman, but he doesn't work, he says. Oh. <laughs> Owns property. But he was a welder in them days. Welder in and them more days. more importantly, he lived in a little house in his sister's backyard, so he had a place to prac. That was me and D. Boone's big problem with drummers. Was that the... Uh, 16th Street. 16th, yeah. yeah. Like uh, between Pacific and Grand. Because he grew up up by Crestwood, didn't he? Somewhere in that area? Didn't he grow up Is your old right? hood? His, his ma, I think, out by, up by Park well, Western area. His sister was living there, and he was in the backyard. So That was always a, key. That was find cute. somebody with, with a shed, shed or, or a pad, a room. And he does. We do two gigs with him. One was at the Vanguard Art Gallery, and the other one was at Harbor College. And I saw Harbor that. Harbor College was the one where Greg asked us to be SSTO2. Right. But Tanchi freaks out at the gig, thinks punk is totally insane, and runs, leaves his drums. We I never remember. saw him for years. Till I was in fire hose, I didn't see him again. I remember that night clearly. He told me that was a big mistake. He said, I should never quit you. Because he was from a. A band called the Polish Eagle, Flying Eagle. He was a polka band drummer. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't. I, didn't I think D-, D Boone met him at Harbor College or something. It was D Boone's connect. Uh huh. Okay. So he splits, and here Greg asks us to make a record. So at the same time, Georgie's band, Hey Taxi, is falling apart. So yeah. we asked Georgie to come back. And he learns all the Minutemen songs in like two weeks or something. I remember. And we do Paranoid Time in that summer. Yep, I remember. I remember because were you guys still practicing at the shed at the time? Or you guys had to go your own back place? to the shed. You went back to the shed because yeah. I remember. Because we were in Tanchi's and Tanchi's out. Couldn't come in. Right. And then from the shed. And we, couldn't, we couldn't go in the shed either. Yeah, from the shed though, we go uh, fall in with the Black Flag guy. So we practice at the uh, at, Dennis office in Old Torrance. Right, Old Torrance. And Cabrillo. And, until the Gestapo. Brigade. That's right. And we go out. to Long Beach and share a pad with Secret Hate and Secret Outer Hate. Circle. And that's where all this stuff got ripped off. Yeah, the first Remember time. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. First then, time. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Off right. Santa Fe. I remember right. dropping Georgie Long off Beach. Not too far from that suburban lawns pad. Right, right. right. Just More industrial area. Yeah. Their pad is actually by that West Coast chopper. That's where that rehearsed. Well, you know what... Suburban Lawn Studios was the Carpenters. Practice pad. Carpenters, right. Richard and... Right. It what? was like uh, just south of Anaheim. Yeah. 
Magnolia. Magnolia, just south of Anaheim, next to a gas station, Shell gas right, station. Right, And now if you go a little more west, that's West Coast Chopper. Right. Before the oh, freeway. Oh, right, right. Long that Beach dude that freeway builds engines. Yeah. But you know what? With the Spermalon Studios is still there. But it's, it's like, like it's like five pads. Yeah, it turned <laughs> into like five pads. Well, like, they did the same thing to the Teen Post on uh, Mesa. Yeah, it's three like pads. Four, three or three, four three, pads. Three or four pads now. He put it in walls. And Unbelievable. It must be tiny pads. Unbelievable. God. But anyway, so we get Georgie back in. So you actually saw a Tanchi Minuteman. I gig. saw. I saw. So I you saw, saw a second gig. You saw the Harbor, Harbor College, College Seahawks Center above the bookstore. Yeah. Because I went with Walter Moffat. Okay, so what's your Joe impressions Boone. of that gig compared with Reactionaries? Lame. As far as the music-wise, oh, I didn't like it. Mainly for the fact that I, I, I think I remember everybody going, it sounds like they're all doing playing a different song. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it was, you know, of course, Tanchi was scared to death. And it was a Harbor College too. Tanchi didn't know punk at all. Like I said, no. he came from a polka band. Yeah, he 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 was like a fish out of water. But uh, I I do remember like you were playing with a pick. Yeah, yeah. you were playing with a pick, and I, I and I can remember like like people going like, "What's he playing?" <laughs> and I and 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 then I thought they meant like what kind of bass you're playing. I, go, I don't know. They go, "No, what's he?" What kind of pixie guy? They're like people critiquing it. You're like, like, uh, like music students. You know what I mean? It's like garage. I think the plugs played and the, the gears the and plugs, red cross. The gears, red, red cross, and did the not the alley cats. I don't think the no brainiacs. Brainiacs, man. Was it Brainiacs? Remember them? They were great. Brainiacs at Suburban Milan's. I remember the bass players and guitar players would switch off. Yeah, and they were big guys. Yeah. Big dudes. I remember Run Suburban Lawn Studios. They were friends of theirs. That's right. Yeah. They were friends of the lawns. They started playing one night, and the Orange County Punk yells out, ZZ Top! And the guy flipped him off, and the spitting was on, man. It was... <laughs> God. So then Georgie joins us. Georgie comes and back. And what's the first gig? Was it the Backyard? I think it was Saccharine Trust's first gig. Saccharine Trust. Remember Wilmington? We played that... Ba- I had Jack uh, as a guest last month, and we were talking about this gig. Uh, it was in a backyard. Maybe it was Lena's house, who was the bass player for Peer Group. I don't think I was there. I didn't think I was there for oh. Sacrum's first gig. I think gig. that's the first gig really? with the Georgie as Minutemen. Oh, with, with Georgie back is in the Minutemen? Yeah. Or Georgie back. we actually back. make the Georgie. record before we do a gig with Georgie. I do remember that. Okay, we do the Tanchi gigs, and then we don't do any more gigs. We get Georgie back, we make the record, and then we start doing gigs. And the first paid gig is in October or September at the uh, Starwood. That was the first paid gig? Yeah. So really? we did like 35 gigs without getting paid. God. Remember Capone's? Oh, Capone's. Capone's is the only gig I ever played on L. And I didn't play, and that was not playing any songs. They were just D. Boone and Georgie would start pl- uh, playing, and I just hit the <laughs> strings with them. And when they stopped, I stopped. And I thought the, the sound was like toothpaste coming out of the speakers. It was like... I never played on L, man. It was too heavy. I didn't Aww. really know we had a gig that night. Remember, there was some gigs. Capone's was that. Th- it was a corner. Bees, a Blue Viking. It had different names. Yeah, it was the Blue Viking, and the then three Bs. Three Bs. It was like twenty third and Pacific. Yeah, and it was like it, it was weird because the door faced the corner. Yeah, and it was and it was. You played typi- on the deck. Yeah, typical Pedro Siemens dive bar, you know, and dudes just went. Because they heard live music, 
They had no clue who, who was. And, you know, I mean, they're Pedro guys, but they don't even know you guys. You know what I mean? No. Right. We got these kids to play called Oziers. And I remember it was right maybe a couple weeks before or a week before the Starwood gig. And these kids are spitting out. That's why in that uh, in DVD fight. you kind of go, where's your band? <laughs> because that's if you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about, it's like, what yeah. the is this guy? But I'm, I, I see his face. It's the singer. The oh, Ozzy you saw Ayers. him in the crowd. It's like, man, we just got your gig. Why are you spitting on us? But <laughs> the spitting thing wasn't really meanness. It was just you're part of the deal. It was the deal. It was a copy of what they England. heard and saw in England, yeah. basically. Pistols, uh, uh, Clash. You know, just a copy. Just jumping on the bandwagon, man. <laughs> Following the truck, you know. Here, share my fluids. Yeah. Well, like and Georgie says so on now the, you see. So what's the first gig you see with Georgie? With the Miniman? first gig I see with Georgie the Minimum was actually a house party for New York Joe. Do you remember New York yeah, Joe? Yeah. Remember you guys played his yeah. his party like in the afternoon. That's the first time I think well, I saw I'm, Georgie. I'm telling you, our first paid gig is Starwood. So we did lots of parties. You did lots of and house And then open in for Flag for free, like Stardust Ballroom and... I, I didn't go to Starwood. That That's one. when the riot, But right? this, there was gigs where, yeah. I went was, to Starwood. There was no monies. We just got to play in front of a lot of hardcore kids. Right, okay? right. And even the Starwood, the first paid gig, that's opening for Flag. So a lot of our gigs. Yeah, I didn't beginning. go to that one. I remember because there was a riot on that one. That was a that <laughs> right was a big one. one. I, remember the, I remember the newspapers made Aces a big deal. Hall, Ukrainian Hall, Polish Hall was a big one. Vex. Vex. Vex was a big one. I remember yeah. George... Palladium with the Ramones was a big one. Whoa, that was insane. That was the insane. Flag did, didn't like Flag. Flag, and Minutemen, and Start Ramones. Right. And it was insane, man. Yeah. So, the, the first one you see is New York Joe. New York Joe's and Pat. Now, what, uh, now what's your take on that compared to the first, the, the Harvard College Minuteman gig? More together? Oh, yeah. Way more together. Because of you Georgie, guys, huh? You guys... You guys was really? it because Georgie instead of Tanchi? And also me and D. Boone had been playing Minutemen a little bit. And you guys longer. played concert. I can remember going to your pad on, on when you lived on 21st and, yeah. and, and Gaffey. Yeah. You were always playing. You always had the bass in your hand. D. Boone, same thing. Yeah. When I rode my bike over to his pad, I could hear him playing through his little amp before yeah. I got to the door. Yeah. And Georgie, same way. So, so we were tighter you in guys those were couple tight. months. You guys were, got tight really fast because I can remember people who like saw you. Like like reactionaries. Did you go to the recording? I know Martin was there and Gregory. No, which recording? The Paranoid Time. No, I didn't go to. Paranoid we mixed time. it, recorded it one time, night. Did you really? Where at uh, uh, Media Art at in Hermosa Beach? Yeah. Remember Martin conked? Did he? Yeah, he conked passed <laughs> out because he was supposed to sing Joe McCarthy with us. It's so funny when you listen to the recording, you can hear us. Because Gregory never even heard the song, and he's all barrage. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling him what to do. I said, I'm going to point at you, and you're going to just start saying Joe McCarthy. You guys never even heard the yeah. song. And, of course, he, he, he doesn't want to do anything anybody tells him. You no. know what I mean? Of course, Gregory. <laughs> Joe McCarthy. I'm surprised, Joe he didn't McCarthy. Take, surprised he didn't take writing credits. Yeah. And then I remember D. Boone wrote them songs with him, and that was uh, Kindled Imagination. Kindled Imagination. <laughs> right, Paper Towels. He wrote the songs on Paper Towels and then wrote a song about that. So, uh, But no, you guys... So with George Hurley, the Minutemen changed big time. Big time. It was, it was such a step up. Like I said, it, it, was, it wasn't as much for me as other people like, like Mark Turan or like Fabian Mayorga. When they didn't see you like six months, they'd go, wow. You know what I mean? Like... It blew their minds because you guys not only, I mean, mastered your instruments a whole lot better than, you know, 
crawling. It, you guys, you know, were tight from the very beginning, really tight. And like I said, I think that came from when you guys weren't together. You guys were always playing. I can remember Georgie coming home from his uh, job in Long Beach to the machine shop and, and going straight to the shed. You know, right. Straight and to we the did shed. have the time with React, even though that wasn't that tight. Reactionaries, at least we played together. But you were, li- well, we didn't play with Tunchy at all. Re- really, new. really. Well, we did some pracs, but he came from such a different universe. Yeah. So it would have t- taken time, and I think that time is we already put in with Georgie with Reactionaries. So when it came time for Minutemen, we had already played with you him guys and had knew a, him. You guys had a good work work ethic already going. The three yeah. of you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you know that carried on in, when you guys started touring, even the little tours, Phoenix and all that? Yeah, SF. You know, SF, Phoenix, Sacto, just those weekenders, you know, where I'd go, you know, hey, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going here. Could I go? Yeah. You got any beer money? Yeah. <laughs> you know, those weekends, you know. We those. would never stay in San Francisco. We'd always drive back. Home. Come home. And yeah. it was never our vehicle. At first, That's, it was always uh, borrowing the flag a, van. A borrowed van or... Uh, Sometimes the sack didn't. I remember the sack van. The, the the roof would cave in, and we'd all have to stand up at one time and poke <laughs> it back out. Oh, one man. time, Georgie sat up in it. He oh, set his drums man. up and was jamming on the i five. Some of those vans, I can't believe how we would Total go to prayers. Phoenix and Total Tucson. Uh, like God, that one flag van was so bad with the rest of the red one. Nuts. No, the white one. The white one? Old econo line where the motors sat right next to it. Oh, yeah. And the motor mounts were rusted so the thing would be coming through the fiberglass cow. It was three on a tree, and a trash truck had backed into it. So the door didn't close all the way, and all the dash uh, gauges were broke. So the driver guy would have to wear sunglasses and big old scarves because this big gale force wind would be blowing on you like a champ, man. man. You didn't have to worry about falling asleep at the wheel in that one. I do remember going to Phoenix with Minutemen. In before the white Dodge, that's for sure. I don't know what we I can't even remember what we were in, but I do remember loner, probably. Yeah, loner, flag but I do remember uh, D and you going, Damn, I hope we make enough money for gas home, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, things like that. Did you ride with us? I remember us in SAC borrowed the second flag van for a, a, a Bay Area thing. And the catalytic kill inverter clogged. Were you with this yeah. on that one? Yeah. And Georgie gets the yep. screwdriver out and starts hammering holes. And, and I remember Dukowski getting all pissed. There was one little vent in the back and everybody had their mouth on it because the windows didn't roll down. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And the alternator was sitting on a block of wood. I remember but, I t- man, we were almost dying. Well, first, Georgie has a brilliant idea to wrap the catalytic converter with aluminum foil. MacGyver. That stuff catches fire. We had this huge fire <laughs> under the boat. Oh, my God. Well, oh my needless to say, Georgie still works like that <laughs> sometimes. Sorry, Usually Georgie. He thinks pretty good, but that was in some that was, But it was desperate times. to open up those vents because we would have oh, died. Dude, that I remember I tried to sleep us. in there, but just between oh. the stench of us all and like... Old sandwiches. I'll tell you a brilliant idea that me and D Boone had was remember Nip Drivers, yeah, and the guitar yep. player Kurt. I'll give you guys a ride up to San Francisco in the back I of remember. the truck, and we got all sunstroke. You and Dirk and Dirk. You and Dirk Vandenberg. Purple ass legs. Oh, I vomited, and then the way back was totally freezing. I had to huddle up on D Boone. I remember the, that's when you guys got back. That's what everybody said. They go, "Go by Watts' house. He's all red, sunburned, You're like purple." Like, <laughs> They're never degree. riding the back. I think it's illegal now. But and you, riding remember, a truck for eight hours. I remember, I remember you guys thinking 
your take on that was it's overcast. There's yeah, no sun. Right. You know, like we were oh, we won't get, We won't get. I remember, burned. it was with the uh, big boys and the dicks. Really? Oh, that was on Broadway above uh, the Mabuhay. Above the Mabuhay? Yeah. That's where all the gigs were in those yeah. days in SF. Well, I, I remember either the Stone, Mabuhay, or on Broadway, which right, is right upstairs. I went with you guys at the minute to Stone, and then yeah, we did Public Image stone with the Stone. Watch, no, Mabuhay. No, it was oh, the Stone. Oh, you did. I remember because no, no, but it was the second song. All right, the Minutemen have these really little songs, and I look over and Johnny Rotten's pointing at his watch. That's in Sacto. No, Stone no, no, in San Francisco, I'm, across the street from right. Mabuhay. But we did play with them in Sacto, Sacto too. That's that's the, the and then we raced over to San Francisco and played a gig at the, the Mabuhay. Yeah, and that's the last time you ever took Gregory. That's right on tour. That's right. Oh God! We used to get Joe Boone. D Boone's little brother was in the Air Force in Sunnyvale. We'd yeah, and get him and drop him off. Yeah, but yeah, we 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 went to Sacto. So big difference you're saying between reactionaries. Tanchi Minuteman. Oh George yeah. Minuteman. E- even if you listen to reactionary stuff and you listen to like Paranoid Time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or uh, What Makes a Man. Any any of those er- the early stuff, you know what I mean? You can yeah. totally hear like just the change. Like I said, you know, it wasn't like you sat at home like at eleven and twelve watt and were, were perfecting the bass, you know. You know. So no, I, that's why. I, well, the re- big difference with reactionaries. And Minuteman was the influences. Uh, there was a record store in Long Beach called Zeta London's, right? We get Zed. these seven inches, not right. know anything about Which the band. A lot of these uh, Georgie's right. things still have the the tags on right? them. Right, and we would get them because of the cover. I mean, we never heard of these bands. We never heard of them, and we play them at the Seventeenth Street House. Right. Remember? I remember that first time I heard of them. I heard um, um, Periubu the first time. Right. We I remember Georgie goes. He, he liked it first because it was a cool name, Peri Ubu. <laughs> we were to Peri Ubu or, or uh, Throbbing Gristle. Because, like, you know, we were all taking hallucinogenics, man. <laughs> you got to get this this single. Throbbing Gristle, <laughs> it's made for this. You know what I mean? Just, it screams at but you. A lot of that stuff had influence, especially Wire. Oh, pop yeah. Group. Wire. Big uh, influence. Yeah. And so the Minuteman, where the reactionaries, I think the only. Uh, was more seeing those Hollywood bands, right? Right. right? The live thing, and you the could germs see, and the plugs. And, and, and in those days, like at like uh, Hong Kong Cafe, yeah. Madame Wong's, you could see how the, all the bands influenced each other. Yeah, I mean, from even even from like X and Mass, uh, Club and, and uh, you know the Kinman Brothers, you know, even Dills. though they were like t- totally sounded totally different from everybody, there was always a bands influence because it was so new. Yeah, and there yeah. were so many bands. Right. And those actually were the only punk bands we could see. These England ones, we never got to we see. We had no clue who yeah, these people were. They were just sounds yeah. on records. But the records were $2, so you weren't spending a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. And a lot of them turned out Two to bucks. be pretty good. Yeah. You know, not knowing who they were at all. See, Picking was, them by the name or the cover. And, and see, that's that's what was so great about it was because my older brothers, yeah. you know, listening to like The Who, The Kinks, The Rolling Stones... You know all those type of British, what they call the invasion bands. Yeah, you saw those guys. They played stadiums. They played the <laughs> arenas. These guys, they had Cockney accents. You couldn't understand no. what you didn't even know they were speaking English, singing English. You know. Yeah, and they hardly played. I think the only, the Minutemen only played with one England band. It was uh, at Perkins Palace, and they were called Sex Gang Children. 
It was with Butthole Surfers. You remember that where Gibby had all the paper cockroaches? Yeah, yeah. There were little uh, Xeroxes of That's cockroaches. That's the first time I saw the buttholes. Yeah. That's the very first time I well, saw the Well, we actually surfers. played with them at the Grandia Room with the big boys. I didn't see you it, though. that one? Didn't see it. There didn't see it. was a big party it. after that on Melrose. That was before Melrose was Melrose. Right. It was just when Latin, it was still kind of When it was still, still working class. Right. When you could still buy clothes now cheap. Grandia Room is called Martini Lounge. It's a wave <laughs> part. Well, it's been that way for years. <laughs> so you get, you picked a record here? Yes, I did. And Speaking of English bands, Wire. Okay, here we go. Watt from Pedro's show. Which is 
That's the Minuteman with a song called Futurism Restated. Though Richard wanted to uh, play Case Closed, but, uh, but Minutemen always put the label information only on one side. <laughs> and there's some excellent Raymond Pettibone art <laughs> on the uh, side that he wanted. That and I, I modeled guess he had for. to avert his eyes. I modeled for it. It says, We need the money. <laughs> and you know where the spindle goes. <laughs> A little spindle. Spridle. A little spridle to spindle. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's from the uh, Bean Spill EP. <laughs> bean Spill. Spill the beans. Spill the beans that make us sing. Before that, we had uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins as a Psychiatrist. Strange title. <laughs> yeah, it's from a band called Green Machine. I guess it was a Portuguese band because I got the CD... While on stage with the Stooges, and when Iggy brings up the kids for a real cool time and no fun, uh, this guy handed me a CD. So I put it in my belt behind my back, and I brought it back to Pedro. And So there's Green Machine. Did he get pelted by security after that? <laughs> Pummeled. Some beat down. Got a beat down, slap down. It was in uh, Cohima in the north part of Portugal a couple weeks ago. Are, lo- are those festivals pretty lax? I mean, as far as like... Sometimes security yeah. is horrible. In Napoli, it was black shirt, fascisti. Yeah, and Iggy. I remember Iggy uh, grabbing a kid and hugging him. Like, you're going to have to beat me if you're going to beat him. He was like right up against stage or what? And These guys were on him. Oh, they... Total fascist guys, and like Iggy's hugging him to protect him. Like, you're going to have to beat me if you're going to beat him anymore. Like like out there, like a lot of those type places, they're not like uh, college Kids are like security force, security. Yeah, they're for jock. Hire. You know, like over here. Well, it's, then cowboy. it's the same thing like over here. Like I didn't yeah, make the first train. Out of so, hand. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and they're bragging and getting all cowboy jonesed up before the gig. How they're going like to kick the old, ass? Like the old Starwood gig yeah. where they'd high five each other. Right. Totally. You know, yeah. Bunch of cocks. Yeah. Well. Uh, I don't know where they are now. Yeah, <laughs> they're painting their fingernails. Yeah. One of them. One of them is. Humping my pipes for me on a job the other day. Oh. <laughs> Apprentice. Yeah. And we started off the second hour with uh, Outdoor Minor, the uh, 45 single version from Wire. Wire. That Big has a piano solo. The album one doesn't have the piano solo. So special. White vinyl, too. Remember yeah. singles that have colored vinyl? Colored vinyl. I've got the, the Costello, Funny Valentine. <laughs> From the sec, I this that was the first time he played, right in right. in America. No, we, I saw him at the whiskey in seventy seven. Well, that's when he came back. He played La Mitrina and they cut it in half. They had a big curtain. Did you go to the La Mitrina show? I, I I would see arena gigs where they used curtains. Curtain. I saw Mavishnu Orchestra that way, where they curtained really? off half. I of saw Mavishnu Orchestra at Santa Monica Civic. Yeah, I saw him that, at the arena. Really, it was oh, pretty good. It was intense pretty, watching them. I know now it's Klein. Yeah, especially because I didn't know what. I didn't know about them. You know what I mean? I I like had no clue who they were. Yeah. When I went to see them, so it was just a mind blow for me. It was like, yeah, it was like intense. I didn't know what fusion was. I remember Georgie later got that Billy Cobham record, Spectrum. Spectrum, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, uh, fusion. We thought that was had something to do with nuclear physicists. You know, (laughs) fusion. (laughs) <laughs> then I remember getting kind of big. Uh, Jeff Beck had the uh, blow by blow, blow by and blow. wired. 
And um, remember Rudy Vitarovich? Rudy Vitarovich. Right, they did yeah. Freeway Jam Freeway at Jam. his wake. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have him do. Uh, that was weird about Rudy. He was a good guy. Yes, he was. He was killed on a motorbike uh, racing with Mario. I think they're by Averill on Weymouth. Yeah, Averill Park. He uh, motorcycle was a little too big for him, and he just bought it and he drifted. But yeah, that was that was that was pretty sad. You know, to have your friend go like that. You know, he's a good yeah, guy. I think we spoke motor with him right before. Yeah, George used to go skiing with oh, him man. a lot. You know, like uh, yeah, it was it was kind of odd to to like. When people when people had like when people died and they played music at their funerals, which thank God I will not have. But uh, when I do go out and you are down at Tommy's Yacht Club or Harold's or the spot drinking a, Harold's is closed drinking a beer, but they're gonna reopen. I heard. Oh, um, I want you to play. Uh, we like the cars that go boom. <laughs> bunny by Bunny. Dear Drum Bunny. Dear Drum Bunny. <laughs> we like I want to be boom. buried at sea so everybody gets a boat ride. How about Harbor, <laughs> how about Harbor Lake? Cool Harbor Lake or what? No, no. no. Off Cabrillo. All so right, I take, wash up on the shore and everyone has to breathe I'll me. I'll take you down to the fucking lane. Lane Victory. <laughs> Flip you off the lane Victory. Get, let Rigor Mortis sit in and just kind of tilt you over. <laughs> so... <laughs> Getting getting back uh, to Minuteman and uh, doing the gigs. You went on tours with us. Yeah, but only West Coast. Cause, uh, no, didn't you end up doing the REM? REM, but that's the first time I ever went back east. Back that's the first time I ever went east And that Texas. ends up our last tour. Last tour, last tour. That was a mind blow because I remember the tour before that, no, no, conspirators, co-conspirators with the brother A. West. I asked you if I can go, and you go, no, no room. You said we had no room, Rich. Yeah, I go, well, shit, what? I want to see America. You know what I mean? I want to go east to Texas. And the one go, before that was uh, Mersh Alive. Mersh Alive. Dirk went with us. Dirk went with you because you did northern. You did Montana, Wyoming, and I remember because that's when I that's when I got the idea. Like, okay, Dirk's going. Maybe maybe he'll take me sometime, and then. The next one I asked you, but you already had it all set, ready to go, and you go. I guarantee you, the next one we go on, and you had, and you didn't even know it was going to be REM. No, we didn't know who REM was. Well, Georgie, I remember we had I, to get a record. I knew because I somebody had the single on a cassette of uh, what's their uh, Radio Free Europe, and the MTV had just come out, and Georgie had cable. Georgie, the only person I knew had cable, and I'll never forget. When you came home, you called me and said, are you ready? You ready to go? We're taking you. And I was like all pumped. I was like, jazz. I called my boss. Can I take vacation? And, you know, two weeks extra. And I was sitting at Georgie's Pad on Bonita Street. This is way before I even lived with him there. And MTV was on. And like I said, and you'd go from like Pat Benatar to like, you know, some obscure Swedish band, you know, like, it was just real. The format was just really bizarre. You know what I mean? All it was was who could afford to make a video. <laughs> it wasn't like format well, we like ended up making genres. One for oh yeah, a great one. <laughs> a great Johnson. one. But I remember they came on T on MTV and Georgie was cooking as usual in the kitchen. You know, sausages or whatever he, his forte was. And I go, George, look, these are the guys you're going on tour with. 
and he comes running in the living room, and he's like, what? He looks on the TV, he goes, his eyes, he's like, lit up, he goes, they're on TV? These guys, like, got a video? He thought that was, like, out of this world, like, yeah. how big are these guys? Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, by... And this, by that you didn't scanner, know who they were either. I remember me and D. Boone. You guys had no clue. And it sounded like folk music with kind of a disco drum under it. <laughs> you know? it, it was And way they turned different. out to be really nice guys. Way different. I remember the first gig got canceled because of a hurricane, hurricane. in Tallahassee. I remember, I, I remember you let, told me to drive. You had driven a lot. Yeah. We, we picked you up in Houston. Yeah. We picked you up in Houston. No, no. What did, we, did we pick you no, up in I Houston? No, I drove Dallas? out. Or did you drove? No, me, George, and D drove. That's Picked right. Picked you up in Dallas. In Dallas. Picked you up in Dallas. Because I couldn't get off. Right. I had to work. And so I met you guys in so, Dallas and right. drove from there. And then in Florida, I asked in, you to in, drive. No, actually before Florida. Because when we were like in Louisiana, we were listening to the radio. And the 10 was going to be closing Gulfport. And I, like I said, I had never been anywhere like that before. But I remember you telling me. Mississippi. Mississippi. I remember they when they he goes when you get to the section where they close it in Gulfport, go north on this interstate, and then that's we, right. We dodged it. We dodged it because it it angled north northeast across the Panhandle. That's right. I remember it was across right Georgia there. and off to the and Atlantic. I gave you the wheel. Yeah, and it was it was and a mind And then we blow. came into Tallahassee, and the trees were all on trees top were of stuff. On top of stuff. Well, National even be, guard was out. Even before that. Driving through Georgia right before we yeah, got in into there into the Panhandle. I never believed that story about sheet metal roofs like wrapping around poles, and I mean it was like Mayberry towns, and I'm thinking, and it was weird because I had been to Hawaii before, and that's what the air was like. It wasn't humid; it was like trade winds. That was that tripped me out too because I was expecting this humid South, you know what I mean? But it wasn't. It was just like Hawaii weather, you know what I mean? Like warm trade winds. But I think the so that gig's cut, and I think the first gig with him was Tampa, Jack, Jacksonville, or Jacksonville, Jacksonville oh, that's right. College, and then St. Petersburg or Tampa, no, Jacksonville, Miami at the hotel. Remember, we freaked oh, out on yeah. that because it was like a convention center, <laughs> yeah. and we were in like a locker room, and Mike Stipe came walking down the hall, and like I said, I, I had I knew who they were, you know what I mean, and you guys, they could have tripped over, you know, you and you would have known. And I can remember Mike Stepp walking down the hall, and I, and I don't, I mean, this is all new to me, man. I'm like, do I say hi to this guy? What do I do? And he like was really meek and timid. He goes, in that southern drawl he had, he really had it bad then. I mean, he goes, excuse me, do y'all work for the Minutemen? And I go, oh yeah, I do. And he goes, do you think I can meet him? And I just remember inside cracking up, thinking. Do you think you can meet him? You invited him on your tour. <laughs> like, oh, what we if, were very No, no, but what too. if, like, it was just. You know what? Me and D. Boone actually remembered meeting him. You told me later, yeah. When Once... we came through in 84 and played in Atlanta, yeah. this long haired guy five, five. came up to us in. Uh, no, was six, it 555? 588. 688, that's it. 688. It was, yeah. And uh, he comes up and does an interview with us for a fanzine. It turned out to be the singer, and they were Mike Stipe. Him and Buck were big fans. 
Big fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge fans. We found fans. out that all of them were really into music. They had, Pete Buck had a huge record collection. Yeah. Well, we, stayed at his we, pad. When we stayed at his pad, we, he, yeah. we had... Uh, you were vegetarian, unfortunately, but we had some of the best oh, ribs. Boone asked me to do Southern that. Southern ribs. Just ate broccoli that whole tour. Man, it was great. Yeah, those are legendary stories a lot about <laughs> Denny's in Fort Myers, Florida. And there was some duct tape involved. <laughs> I also had the green army Fidel clothes Castro, on. Fidel yeah. Castro, total full-on Fidel Castro So with the look. broccoli, I had the green was big time. I, so I wish we would have had a camera for that one because being in, in in Southern Florida and you looking like Fidel, you even had the cap. <laughs> you even had the green cap, you know, like chair. D-Bone went with me to uh, Union Wire Surplus and got all that oh, stuff. And that was a funny, yeah. <laughs> funny thing. What was his outfit? Bruce Rolls- Springsteen. Yeah, Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he had to cut off flannel. <laughs> and he, had, he had his green army shorts, but he remember he used to cut them. He used to make. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. See, D. Boone was like twenty five years ahead of his time because now that's <laughs> the style. Yeah, that's the style now. But D was sporting that in seventy eight, man. The big boy pants, size fifties. <laughs> I oh, think they yeah. were. He got them. They were for soldiers to wear over their uniforms for chemical Cause warfare because they were really loose. I remember <laughs> yeah, they weren't they were like fitted. They were loose and. Drawstring, no pockets, no pockets. <laughs> he used a jacket for that to hide sandwiches. <laughs> Do you remember? Remember the public image gig? Yeah, well, that, we chowed on yeah, the, we chowed Johnny Rotten's he lunch. Found the, the, the catering room. Yeah, didn't know and chowed all the. That was all new to us too. A catering room. We had no clue. And the <laughs> pill show. So somebody creaked open the door and they saw like a deli platter with cold cuts and <laughs> cheese and some, you know, a loaf of bread. Yeah, I mean it. it it was just something like you bought at Vons or something. You know, it wasn't fancy catered or nothing. No. But, you know, one guy went in, made a sandwich. <laughs> we figured, well, that guy's eating. Who's he? He's not Johnny Lydon, so I guess it's and okay. Then, uh, Boone had one in each hand, I remember, and the dude saw him. <laughs> not only did he have one in each hand, he had four in each pocket <laughs> and the jacket. And the dude got all pissed, chased us out. We had a gig in uh, San Francisco that Yeah, night. I think we're real. Yeah, Mabu- that was Mabu- with uh, Slovenly. Slovenly, Watson and Holtz. Anderson, Holtz. Anderson, yeah. But it, what was funny about that, because that is a legendary uh, story about eating Johnny Rotten's lunch, um, as if he was going to fucking chow it, um, was <laughs> the guy really freaked. I mean, he freaked anyways, but when he really freaked, because there was a stray dog that wanted it, and D was feeding, feeding the dog, dog. baloney, and the guy kicked the door right off the hinge, and he screamed, pulled his hair, he goes, You ate the pill platter. <laughs> kind of shuffled out real quick. <laughs> the bill plan. D, D was the only one who had the foresight to make sandwiches to go. You know what I mean? Because on the ride home from San Francisco, when we got a flat. Remember? Yeah, and Tracy. We, flat and Tracy. I remember I had to ride with the meth tow truck guy. You guys <laughs> stayed at the Arco, and, D, and, and I'm on this crazy ass ride with this guy rolling through. Oh my god! You went to Stockton or something, huh? He but took we, you. We he, we thought you, we were never gonna see you again. It was like hours. Up. We thought uh, he slid you his guys throat. Said there was a ghost. No, we yeah. Well, we thought <laughs> it we, was a black bag. It was a black. Uh, it was a black bag. hefty bag, and the wind. You know, because the wind howls up there, and the wind was catching it, and and Stinky took acid and didn't share. So he's going look, dude. but he had me thinking it too. You know, because I was all lack of sleep, Molta. Yeah. You know. Whatever, and I, I swear to God, he could. But that's how Greg was. He could make you think. 
The tour guy. Yeah. <laughs> the old god. <laughs> he could make you believe what he was saying, you know what I mean, if he said it the right way, you know. Hey, man, we're at the end of the second hour. Uh, August 27, 2006 edition of for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. Richard Body. August 27, 2006. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Both strings, both souls, both jokes I'm roasting, I'm coasting and you can't keep up Shit, you pedals to the floor Not quite a sports metaphor But too close for yours truly Just a baby truly duly noted Truly emoted Never gonna be another abstract cracker rapper MC Don't test me I'm off the dome like Bruno Lasky Thuttering like a boil I'm your foil, son I rhyme over French horns Wake up drenched those mars It's like time is walking Psychopaths talking through me The doom is looming The bass is booming My major grooming Ain't what it used to be I refuse to be another abstract cracker rapper MC Don't test me The song is always the same Got lonesome fuel for fire 
Got forty fives to play at night. Got books to spend with every weekend. The story's always the same. Got lonesome fuel for fire. You for fire a bitter ending to a sweet, sweet day. You for fire a sour note inside the orchestra well. You for fire uncomfortable. Pauses between famous last words. Fuel for fire, missing persons in a small, small world. Dug beneath the wall of sound. I ended up back where I started. The song is always the same. Got lonesome fuel for fire, and so my. Heart is always on the line. I've traveled all kinds of places. The story's always the same. Got lonesome fuel for fire.
But I sure can tell your porky soul is gonna fry in hell And the grease will spit and the fat will roll like a hamburger That's all your soul is worth Processed beef clippings Tear the skin right off of me,
from Pedro's show. That's uh, the Soft Boys with uh, the Askin Tree. From the George Hurley collection. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you uh, by Richard Bonney. You picked that one. And before that, we had uh, M. Ward with Fuel for Fire. M. Ward's a guy uh, I just got recently turned on to because he asked for me to open up three gigs for him uh, at the end of September. It'll be the first three gigs with my new trio, Mike Watt and the Missing Men, Raul Morales on drums, Tom Watson on guitar, and uh, playing in San Diego at the San Diego Women's Club, uh, the Fillmore up in San Francisco, and the Henry Fonda Theater up in Hollywood. And uh, later in November and December, we'll be opening up for the Chili Peppers in Europe. In between... I record an album with the Stooges. <laughs> so that's a trip. Full plate for what? Yeah. You know, I told you about going up and practicing with those guys in Ann Arbor. Well, Sonic Youth played with uh, Flaming Lips in Detroit the last night, or one of the last nights I was there, and I went and got to see him, and it was such a pressure reliever for me, man. I drank a bunch of chimney. <laughs> got a little silly. Go team was playing. Too. So you got to wear a mustache next time you go yeah. to Detroit or what? I have no mustache now. I'm not going to wear one for a while. I see these pictures of me with mustache and uh, I feel ridiculous. You look like Greg Norton's little brother <laughs> or big brother, depending on how you're so, looking at and it. And Iggy, he says I look younger, so I won't be wearing one for a while. I didn't have one last year. Somebody flowed me a link to a video where we're doing Funhouse, Banyan's doing Funhouse at the Monterey Jazz Festival, and I've got no... Uh, Mustache there. there, so you were there. I think so. Didn't I go with you? Up Banyan? Monterey. Yeah, yeah, it was Ben. Well, me and you, me and, yeah. you and Nels drove up. That's and then, right. And then we did the red eye drive to Lisa's. That's right. That's right. God, it's hard for me to remember all this sometimes. Uh, before, well, anyway, M Ward. Well, that's, uh, that's why I'm here. Why? Yeah, to help me. <laughs> uh, we had uh, a band from Providence called Lorna Doom. Now, this is not the Lorna Doom. That we all know who played and plays bass for the Germs, but uh, a rap duo from Providence. And they had a song called, a political song for, and I couldn't re read the last word, but they had a picture of me and D Boone, so that was nice of them. Thank you, uh, Lorna Doom guys. And, and we started off the third hour with something you picked, Richard, called Uniforms from Uniforms. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend from the very obscure, not really well-known album of his uh, All Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes, which I always dug that cover because he's hugging a flying V. Oh, like Bob Moe used to play. Yes. A flying V. Two great guitars. Uh, well... Favorite D. Boone stories. Oh, yeah, this isn't censored. I could say it. Phoenix, one of my favorites. Phoenix uh, playing with... No, actually, it was your show at an old church, like an old Lutheran church, downtown yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, Brothers put it on. Yeah, and we pulled up, and I'm not sure if you... I'm not sure if you stayed at the pad to talk to the meat puppets or not, but I know Georgie was there... And D, you, you might have went to churches, fried chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> went to a church's fried chicken. And D, 
could devour some chicken. <laughs> Anyways, um, we we ate at this church's fried chicken, and as anybody who ever ate with D knows very well, you can set your watch by him as far as uh, dumpage, like <laughs> as far as uh, letting it go. And it was pr- pr- like what, like fifteen minutes to say what, fifteen twenty around 20 there, minutes. yeah, like twenty. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, we you know. He probably destroyed a whole yard bird at churches, and there's a gas station across the street. And, you know, of course, he's going to play in a little while, so he had to get rid of it. And uh, he went in there, and it was one of those indoor ones. And, and not like the modern kind like we have today, but, you know, old school with a mechanic and everything. And he's in there, and this group of sorority, sorority-looking college girls uh, pull up, park right next to us. Me and George are sitting in the van talking. And two of the girls go to the bathroom, only one bathroom, and they go, and it's locked. And I go, oh, God, Georgie, look. They're waiting for whoever's in that bathroom to come out and having no idea it's D. Boone. He's already been in there like 10 minutes, 15. They're about ready to give up. Boom, that door opens up. Oh, God, the look on the faces of those college girls is incredible. And we were just laughing our ass. And D just came out with his big old smile as he always does on his face, like, you know, just another night. Let's go do this, you know. We get to the gig. It's, it was a big room. It was like high ceiling. It was an old yeah. church, you know, with these beams. And, you know, a lot of our friends are there, meat puppets were there, and, you know, people we know. And just as they're ready to go on, I, and like I said, it's an old church. So there, it's, there's no lighting, you know, you know gels it's just house lights and go off you know so the place is lit up like like a union hall at night and who do i see like right off the stage right is like those four college girls and that was even a better <laughs> better reaction when they saw who was playing guitar right in front of them <laughs> the girl made a disgusting face and whispered something to her friend and the two just wa- like two of them just walked away like oh god oh god yeah D Boone he was so then you know, <laughs> speaking of Arizona that's what kind of where the Minutemen ended. Om Namo Narayani. And uh, this kid from Ohio comes to my pad after a while, Edward, and we start a band, uh, Firehose, Georgie, and Edward, and... Uh, what was your first impressions of that? Did you see one of the first gigs? I, I actually saw practice. I think the first gig was June 14th. At the Battery. At the Angel's Gate. Angel's Gate, but... In 1986. I did, I did one thing I never did with Minutemen. I actually went to a practice. To a prac. Because I was just so curious. Yeah, I was just so curious cause, to see who this kid was. I'd never met him. I only knew he was living underneath your desk. Georgie, you know, I was I living with Georgie? No, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't living with George at the time, but I was hanging out there a lot. And um, Freddie Apodaca, Freddie Apodaca was another good friend of ours who passed away. But George, I asked George what time you practice, and you guys were like doing night practices, or at least that time. And it was like seven o'clock or six thirty, and I drove my Volkswagen up there to the Angels Gate. And I, I swear, I had no idea where you practice. I just followed the, the sound, and it was like in that little tunnel. 
It was Battery weird. Farley. I had never been in those things in the day, nighttime. So I opened yeah, the, the door. Yeah, the Angels Gate Culture Center is the upper reservation of the old Fort MacArthur, and they turned it over to the city when they closed down the base. And it's like concrete bunkers, you know? It looks like, well, they use it for movies, you know? They use it yeah, for, yeah. they still to this day. But Well, we got, I had to move up to the officer's latrine about a year and a half after, after that, that because some war freak turned it into a museum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Torrance, some guy. Ah, uh, do you know this, though? Do you know Madonna made a video there? They've made a lot of like videos there. Like a prayer. Isla Bonita. Yep, was filmed at that battery. So you follow the sound. So I follow the sound. I walk in. I remember you had a look on your face like, what the hell are you doing here? You know what I mean? But I think you f- kind of figured like, okay, well, maybe dropping off some weed to Georgia or something or hand signals, fucking rope trip. Rope, rope trip. trip. <laughs> <laughs> Unit puff or something. So... Anyway, I, I just sat there, and I did feel kind of weird, because like I said, I never went to your practices. I mean, come on, you know. Like, Hardly anybody did. Yeah. Our practices you know? were always a lot. They, they were intense, too. Yeah. You, know, there's, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's no party, you know. It's not like, let's tap the keg. So anyways, I, I saw, and I, and I didn't get it. I really didn't get it at first. I go, this isn't going to work. I literally said it as I'm driving out of there, like, uh, well, you know, I mean, coming from, what you guys were, the Minutemen, yeah, you know, and in all those years, you know, I mean, those those songs were ingrained in my brain. You know what I mean? Like to see something totally indeed, boom, opposite, quite a impression maker. Oh God, yes, his guitar, his singing, yeah. his dancing, yeah, everything about him, man. That REM tour, I can remember. Remember uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Do you remember the blows we took? Oh. Incredible, but because it was a lot of frat boys, a lot of frat gigs. boys, Square Michael Stipe, Michael Stipe, fucking giving him the riot act in uh, where where were we at in Virginia, in Lynchburg, Blacksburg, 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 I think. Okay. No, where was Jerry Falwell from? Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Oh, it was a Quonson hut. Yeah, I'll never forget that. And these guys were throwing full beers on you guys, full <laughs> on, like going to the keg just to refill. And throwing them on you guys. Oh, I wanted to just get a bat. So before they started, he gave a little sermon. And he came out, and they were like, oh, happy. You know, hey, play Radio Free Europe, which they never played. You know what I mean? People would come just for that song, and they never played it at all, you know, on purpose. Well, anyways, he kind of, like, told the band, like, hold on, got to say my piece. And he fucking read the right act, too. Yeah. And he was pointing. <laughs> he was, funny. like, singling people out. like, And I was just like, yeah, right on, dude. Sound, they felt like a little... <laughs> shrinkage, you know? But, yeah. Deboon had a really intense style of guitar, too, man. And singing. Just the whole thing. It was like, thing. this is gonna... For real. <laughs> this well, is gonna I, count. I think when people saw the three of you, like, get up there especially that tour because they didn't come for you well i take that back though there were some of your fans because i met a lot of people no there weren't many but there were some (laughs) yeah that's true but there were some it wasn't like but you know what i still got cats coming up to me saying that was the first time they saw me play you know what it blew me away because you 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 want so many people over the show just won them over whether they you know what even whether they like the music or not just the effort they saw you guys put into it and how tight you guys for, were. For bigger pads, it wasn't that kind of music. No. The songs are so short. It wasn't. But when you see a guy like D-Boone bouncing, not like shuffling 
bouncing like airborne from like a like a pogo stick. Like he was on a pogo stick, and I'll never forget those caterers in Colombia. It was a, oh, a, yeah. an entire black black family, and they had a catering business, and you know they were hired for the night to cater for the crew and the bands. And you know, D was such a jovial person and so personable that and that you know he could strike up a conversation with anybody. And I could remember us talking to the those people, you know, because they were busting the tables. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget one of the little daughters, like a. a 12, like 12, 11 years old, when D was bouncing across that stage, and it was plywood, I remember, <laughs> and it was like sinking. You could feel the whole, Georgie's drum set Buckling. was moving. <laughs> and uh, I remember her running back to that kitchen and grabbing like the whole family, the grandmother, everybody came to the side of the stage to watch I D, and they were, guy. oh, they couldn't believe their eyes. Especially he just ate in like four filet mignons wrapped in bacon, <laughs> you know what I mean? God, they could not so believe. So it was intense on Edward. As Very intense on Phil. Yeah, well, like but I it said. Really, it was a different band, even though me and Georgie were the same. Yeah, oh, to me it was like night and day. Night and day. So the prac didn't impress you, but then you no. saw the gig. No, even the gig didn't impress me. Yeah. Even the gig, it took a while. Because, and, and then and, we did a tour right after that with the Sonics. Yes, the yes, and I went on I that. Think, and Martin. Uh, no, no, Martin. No, I didn't go on that. That was East Coast. I did West Coast Sonics. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Maybe uh, Mar- September or August? November, wasn't it? Oh, no. You, the first tour, it was Because first it was fall. U.S., then it went in uh, Europe. Yeah, but then when That's you came... That's Carlos. And then when you guys did West Coast with Sonics, I went on that. Yeah. I was doing short ones because I couldn't get off work much. I want, as bad as I want to go. I think I only did three fire host tours. Three or four Firehose tours in, in total. Two with Davo and the rest with Steve Reed. So you didn't dig man. that first gig? Because I was, in my mindset, I'm still thinking Minutemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, so, and like I said, those those songs are so ingrained in my brain. And just, it wasn't, de- you know, I mean, no fault of Edwards. You know, I mean, the guy had, like I said, like when I, when you guys first started, Cajones, like, bigger yeah, than a house. Church bells. Yeah, you know. And uh, he never even played live in front no. of people, huh? Like no. played in his r- dorm room. Um, He's a trumpet and guy he was, at college, and, and he was a super nice guy. Yeah. You know, perfect Midwest. You know, and especially when I met the parents when we would when we'd go back to Ohio, you couldn't get nicer people. You know, very humble and very, uh, you know, very real. But Edward, the more he played, and it was almost like reactionaries. He got better. You you could watch him get better. You know, what I mean, you progressively every other gig going, whoa, you know, like, yeah. just pulling, you know, wow, look, look at him do that, you know, the songs would change, you know, I mean, his parts, he was changing, I don't know whether it was on his own, whether in prac you guys were working on that or not. No, things change, even with Georgie, yeah. because in Minuteman, Georgie used to write his songs. Right. And they stopped writing his songs. Yeah. I always wondered about that He one. even played more calm. He wasn't as crazy as in the Minuteman. Yeah. I think, I think, do you think that maybe that had a lot to do with with D not being there, that whole Maybe. dynamic, you know, like... Maybe, because he used to play so intense in the Minutemen. It was almost like you guys were challenging challenging each other sometimes, you yeah. know what I mean? And then by Firehose, like, he's uh, more calm. Firehose is stronger, more structured, yeah, more, um, you know... Yeah, Minutemen, it was almost like you were throwing down, like... <laughs> You know, like, fuck it. Like, D's just, like, cranking it. Just, like, 
oh man, those chubby f- fingers just going crazy, man. <laughs> Joe Biza got it perfect on the We Jam Connell DVD <laughs> when he's where he's amp. going like that, and then he hits it, and he knows it, and like it's almost like he was bam. living downstairs from D Boom when we started the band with Jacoby. I, I remember. You know where I met Joe Biza at a Hey Taxi gig. I remember really? Joe, meeting Joe Biza. I'd see him at punk gigs. Yeah, because he had a distinctive look. He was this Latin guy who had his own look, to own this, clothes. To this day, what when I go to like some of your gigs or even not your gigs, and I see those people from the old punk days, and you know, I mean, we're all a lot older, but you remember, you can remember them. them. You and Big some time. of them you, you might not even know them. No, just saw. But them. you remember them. I remember just going. Seeing a band like, uh, I think it's their country rock, a BR549, because my brother in law couldn't go and my sister didn't want to go alone. So I went with her to the house of, as Jonesy says, everything but the blues. But you know, those Boosh. people with the poodle dresses and the chains <laughs> and the cuffs, but they were all Wallet the punkers from the mask and from uh, the Vex and all that. They were dressed now. In that attire, doing the swing dance thing. And I was pointing them out to my sister. I remember those guys, man. This guy had purple hair. And that girl had a big old safety pin up her nose. And, you know, used to slash people with razors, you know. Now they were, like, poodling it and stuff. So, yeah, that was funny how, how things... What, who said that? What was your favorite fire hose tour? 48 State, easy. That was intense. It was intense. Uh, that was a test. 71 gigs in 73 days. That was a test. I think six be- gigs in a row. I think before we left on it, we were mad at you. <laughs> Me and Georgie, we were like, fuck, why? Like, why? But you know what? It, 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 it made you step it up a bit. You know what I mean? It made it made everybody step it up a bit because you couldn't be fucking off your game. Slacking on out. Well, except for when we hit uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Was it Lincoln or Omaha where I had to carry you to <laughs> the dentist at 6 a.m., 4 no, a.m.? No, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa in the snow. As my tooth was just rotted out of my head. Well, this guy shoved a Motrin with a pencil eraser up there. <laughs> Oh well, my God! I think that I remember I'd go into the boat and just t- grab onto the steering wheel and scream. And Georgie went to take a nap, and I didn't know he was back there. And I started screaming, and he was like, "Ah!" Well, I remember. I remember after the gig, having to help you off the stage, and then having to settle with yeah. with with uh, the boss. It was called Harry Marys or something. Harry Marys, and it was it was like a pool hall, you know, like in an industrial area. I was hurting so bad. You were like... You can't put off a toothache. It's no. going to win. It's going to overwhelm. And I've seen you take some dominate. pain. I've seen you like <laughs> like handle some pain, but you were... Yeah, one time the ball blew up in uh, Chica- Champaign. Sh- yeah, Chicago. Chicago had happened, but by Champaign, I had to go to the emergency room, and I remember that doctor was afraid to touch me. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. That's my white zombie story. Yeah, that's right. White zombie. That's we end up don't playing because Not playing. I'm so sick. They played with just one gig. Uh, DC three. Right. They played with DC three, and I'll never forget that Rob Zombie guy. You know, we had I had no idea who they were. I mean, nobody. You know, no, they were just a New York. City they were just band a New York City band, yeah. and and that guy, all he did, he was so mad. Even then, he was a control freak. That he all he did was uh, cuss out SST bands. Any SST, but he hated SST for some reason, you know? And if he's listening, why? <laughs> 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 what do they do to you? What did Henry 
fucking spit Hitching on you gal. or something? Hitching gal, Rob Zombie. <laughs> that was but weird. Man, I remember that. But the antibiotics worked, but I had to wear that hot water bottle. I got chafed so bad for weeks. I had to wear that thing on my Dude, I can, balls. Co- I can come back and do eight stories about your injuries on tour. <laughs> the time I picked you up from the uh, Houston airport and you looked like... Uh, I caught fire. Fife and... Uh, Drum from uh, Shiloh. Yeah, he looked like he was marching in from fucking Shiloh or fucking Gettysburg. I had to do that whole drum and fife. The uh, VW caught fire on me the day before the tour. Nanny, that was high core '87. Yep, I picked you up at the airport. Remember, Martin made T-shirts. And they were like some thin gauze from Bangladesh. made the drawing. Bangladesh, great, great artwork, it was great like drawing. A clown with balloons. Every town Every was town a balloon. Was a balloon. <laughs> and you, know, and you know what's funny about that? About two years later, I like was in a store and I looked, and there just happened to be a uh, uh, copy of Bass Player magazine, and Mike Mills from REM was on there, and I could remember giving all the guys from REM T-shirts in Athens. They came to the show. And That's right, because Mike gave me some stuff, Golden Seal. I never scarred from those burns for this shit really? he gave me. Yeah, I think this I kind remember of that. ointment or something. But Mike Mills... He asked me to write him a song. He said he was going to make a solo record, so I wrote that song for, for the singer, singer R.E.M. R.E.M. I remember that night. And then he never made the record, so I said, Edward, will you sing this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the night Edward spent all night talking with him at the cafe. That's right. And Edward... Yeah, because Edward loved R.E.M. Oh, he loved him, man. He loved. Well, that's how he he went to see the Minutemen, the the gig in um, on the tour, on the tour, the Columbus gig. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but Mike Mills had one of those shirts on under a sport coat on the cover of Bass Player because that thing would wear out in well, two washes. I told I told people he's probably got it buttoned because it came up to his belly button. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, those things like two washes. They I want to gone. kill Martin. I want to kill him because I had to sell those things, man. <laughs> Oh, I came back the next tour and people were like, I, I was apologizing. remember they did it in a garage and they were all fumed out from the With ink. ether. <laughs> yeah, with the ether and the ink or whatever or uh, whatever they washed the silk screen with. Yeah, they got so high. <laughs> Shit. They didn't have to buy Molta for a month, I don't think. <laughs> Just go in the garage. Oh, Martin, God bless him, man. He was, a, he, was, yeah, he, was, he, was he was some kind of entrepreneur, that Martin. Nice guy. But yeah, that was weird, man. So that's that's you never went you never went with Martin again, huh? After those T-shirts, <laughs> thank God. Hey, uh, you got a song here? Yes, we do. What do you got? I got Alice Bag from back in the day. Oh, the bags! Some All right, school. here we go. Watch from Pedro show.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was some Clash. Richard Bonnie picked from Georgie's collection. Uh, CBS single of White Riot. In tribute to the East Indians. Yeah. In the streets of London. Not the idiot who had it painted on his coat at that uh, reactionary's <laughs> gig in the hood here. Uh, th- this white right has nothing to do with the KKK, believe yeah. me. <laughs> What's had no, that about? Yeah, had no KK in mind in this one. And before that, we had Oaic by Ella Asdi. And then uh, before that was a song Richard picked by the Meat Puppets from their first single called In a Car. And we had Witch in the Club from Quintron before that. Amazing Quintron with his organ. I remember touring with them. We played with them in uh, Denver. I think it was the crew of the Flying Saucer. Any relation to Quinn Martin? And, uh, uh, they had a man, his organ bogarted the whole boat, you know. <laughs> I remember opening, him opening side hatches and this huge-ass organs in there. He's coping. They're living in New Orleans. You could have learned something from Paul Ross. In fact, where they're living, they were having gigs. There's this whole house gig circuit. Yeah. Ah, Like in Pedro on 13th Street. Well, I remember touring and having those. Yeah. Well, there's a whole circuit now where the bands won't even play one club. The whole tour is house parties. Yeah, these. That's why I'm so. That's why I'm into these young Pedro bands. Yeah, absolutely. Carrying the torch. Carrying the torch. Good for them. Todd. uh, Right on. And uh, recess, rec- yeah, re- recess records. Somebody told me he was a professional skater when he was younger. I heard that too. I've only met the man. And then the skate park. Yeah. Those guys, uh, Andy Harris, That's put right. together Craig that. Craig Ibarra. What's Lots respect? of people oh, carrying yeah. that torch. Craig with his uh, Rise in the Fall fanzine. Yep. That's Lots cool. of people paying respects to the and old And we started off the little set there with another song you picked, Babylonian Gorgon by The Bags. Alice, Alice Bag, Bag, living in uh, Arizona now, teaching, school teacher. Fond memories of those gigs. Yeah, she's great, man. Yeah. The Bags were good band. Vex. I saw them at the Vex. You know, I was at the, one of the Vexes. Ian Mackay was doing his band, The Evens. And, yeah, I'm... Wow, East L.A., yeah, not a lot of gigs here. And then I recognized the player. This was one of the Vexes. Yeah. So it yeah. had been like 20 years more. And the, the Vex was was a place where you there were fucking chingossels, too. Oh, yeah, I remember Spot got the local guys. up. We went to see Hey Taxi there, me and Mario, one time. Yeah. To see Georgie, and we took his van. You know, Georgie went up, you know, on his own. And we had to back out of the place. And you know what? I never was so happy to see L.A. County Sheriff's in my life because <laughs> they were going to get us. We literally were walking backwards down the stairs. And then all of a sudden we see all these lights. I go, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, L.A. County Sheriff's. <laughs> Please escort us to the freeway. <laughs> yeah, There was some heavy beef, those man. guys. But one yeah. time police helped me in uh, Holland. These... Uh, People were all over the rental van and very angry because too many, it was with bad brains and too many tickets got sold. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Dutch police squirted him off with fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I was sad to see him get squirted like that, but I'm yeah. glad the boat didn't get destroyed. Sometimes, sometimes, you know. You never know. Well, we had that, we had that, pro- well, we didn't have the problem of Buttle Surfers in Dallas, remember? Oh, yeah. And they, 
and that they, was terrible. They the ticket said rain or shine, <laughs> and I remember the Stone Temple guy wouldn't let his band on without monitors because the rain went on the monitors. And I go, well, wow, plus, there was, plus there was lightning in the air too. <laughs> yeah, but we played. Hey, you know, but you were fine. And then uh, <laughs> I saw the cops strapping on their stuff and getting uh, we, the pepper spray ready and we laughing, headed, and we headed to the bar, mosey on. We, we saw it on TV. Off in the boat. Yeah, we had. Remember, we, we got out. We of had Dodge. to get out of there. We had to get out of there. But we saw it on TV, and there. That was a weird tour. Remember, I wore that suit, and I had a big beard, and uh, and it was hot. I I took it all off at Red Rocks. I got all naked and shaved yeah, who, the beard off. Who shaved you? No, someone shaved. Someone shaved you. me. It was a crew guy. I had a germs armband. Yep. Yeah, you wore the germs armband the whole time. Yeah. You were even Sweaty on gig. It was a summer tour. I remember we started in Miami. Me and Steve had to, Reed had to drive. That's when me and Georgie drove. And you guys drove Edward. No, no Edward, Edward flew. flew. Me and Georgie and drove. Drove the Aerostar. Aerostar, and we almost got. I'd still be in prison in Texas. <laughs> That's the story for another day, though. <laughs> had nothing to do with midgets or goats. Just me and a little old Georgie. <laughs> but God, that's another time I was. So happy to be driving away from those blue coats. If you drive through Texas east west, it's eight hundred and eighty miles. It's <laughs> it's three days, man. It's, it's, a, it's you it's wake a far up. Piece. You wake up, you go to I sleep. I remember we were in Van Horn in western Texas in sprites cloudless summer sky, and all of a sudden the storm rolled in and the boat is being hammered with hail. It was like somebody <laughs> beating us with ball peen hammers, me and Steve Reed. I'm laughing. So we start that tour in Miami. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. But still, it is fun though. Yeah, a tour is a tour, and it's a oh yeah, it's you a know, righteous opportunity. Speaking of that tour, to this day, the food guy from L.A. Times, Jonathan Gold, no, yeah, Jonathan or L.A. Weekly or L.A. Times too. Jonathan Gold, he was interviewing the Stone Temple Pilots, and I and Georgie forgot me in Orlando. Okay, you probably don't know this because I was still riding with Georgie at the time, and you and Steve were still in in the in the equipment van. Georgie forgot me or lost me or deliberately left me in Orlando, and I jumped in. And I had my, remember I had my mountain bike. I jumped in the Stone Temple Pilots tour bus all the way to Birmingham from Orlando, and that dude Jonathan Gold was doing an interview for Rolling Stone with them, and me and the dude, the brother, the guitar player, got a little, little tipsy. And the dude thought I was you. He thought he was riding with Mike Watt. <laughs> and then I ripped Dean. Up, yeah, and then I ripped him an asshole. He thought it was you the whole time. And about two years ago, I'm reading an article, and he goes, and he and he and he recalled that. And he goes, that's almost as bad as riding on a tour bus with Mike Watt from from Florida to Alabama. I swear to God, he said that in the article. I wasn't there. It wasn't you, but he thought I was you. He, he, all he knew was some dude from Firehose was also in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> all drunk. Me and Dean were wrestling. These guys tried to do an interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he thought it was Mike Watt. Merch, Bonnie, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Mike Watt. All the old stories, all the old memories, and uh, playing the music. I finally had to sneak in. He would never let me be on. So yeah. I had to climb through his window today with and Georgie's And a special records. unique Brother Matless uh, Watt from Pedro show, but he'll be back for the next one. He's at the Burning Man, if burning he, it if up. He, if he doesn't catch on fire, he will be back. Yeah. and uh, Be safe, Brother Matt. I got to go to, yeah, be safe, Brother Matt. We miss you. And I got to go do these Europe gigs, but I'll be back. 
uh, for another one. This has been the August 27, 2006 edition of the Watt from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.